This is the Casper and Chris podcast. From News Talk KBOI, Boise. Download the KBOI radio app for free for your Android or Apple device. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 606, 59 degrees in downtown Boise. Is it just me or does it seem like Tuesday? It, it, it does, yeah. yeah. Yesterday, everything seemed like Monday. So I haven't recovered from that yet. I'm fine with it being Wednesday, by the way. Just even this morning getting up, it's I'm like, okay, Tuesday, I got uh, four more days. Oh, no, wait, it's Wednesday. <laughs> Not only is it Wednesday, but it's NFL week. Oh, well, yeah, exactly. The NFL starts tomorrow. Tomorrow night, the NFL gets underway. It's also, for those of you who, like me, belong to one, two, three, four, Maybe even five fantasy football leagues. Wow. It's fantasy football. You really belong to, draft belong to five this year? I had three. Oh, three. Okay. I got rid of one. Not by choice, by the way. The one that I was in? Yeah. Yeah. Because the- Rick Worthington left and he was our commissioner and just all of a sudden became lazy and decided not to do it anymore from afar. <laughs> and he could have done it from afar. Well, he, he, he could still, have. He still participates in one that's in uh, Sacramento. Not he, not only does he participate in it, he, goes he got in there. his car, he yeah. drove all the way to Boise, then he got on a plane, flew all the way to Sacramento to participate in a draft. But yet he can't be commissioner of our draft online. How much easier was that than just driving from Bend to Sacramento? I don't know. I I, I don't know if he, he had a specific reason why he had. He could oh. have had. I mean, he still owns a home here. Well, so he, he could have he could had have a specific reason to get here, I, I, from what I understand. Well, I yes, he started a, renting his home. He's so. a professional landlord now. He, he is. Yes, he is. So, that I mean, that could have been the reason right there. He said he had uh, finally found a renter for his home. So it uh, could have been the reason that he came back here. It's just, uh, I'm not bitter, well, I'm not bitter though, can you tell? Considering technically that's what he's doing for a living right now. Yeah. It was my only free draft. Everything else cost money between two and three hundred bucks to enter. Oh, and we always had a, a you know a nice party put on by Chef Wally mm-hmm. with tremendous food. Yeah, but not this year. Not this year, unfortunately. Now, uh, Chef Wally, you have to get his tremendous food just by I'd, going to uh, Pork Belly and Cuna. I would I would like to complain that uh, you know after Rick left that nobody stepped up and, and was the new commissioner. But then again, I'd be criticizing both myself <laughs> and you. I, I don't know how to be commissioner. You don't no, trust I, me. You believe, do believe, not want me to be commissioner of your fantasy football. Okay, and believe me, I know how. I just don't want to. Yeah, I, I, you don't want me to do it um, because within the first three weeks, it's like, why? Why if my my numbers don't add up? How come did, you, you yeah. didn't you didn't lay out the rules specifically and what's going? It's like, I, dude, I don't know how to be commissioner. There's a reason why I was never elected to stuff like this when I was going to school. <laughs> here's here's the reason. I'm not good with numbers. Good luck to those of you who are in your fantasy draft. You're just like every other team as of right now. Um, Hope springs eternal. You're tied for first place, and uh, everybody thinks that they're going to win I thought, um, their championship. I thought you were going to say, I'm not good with numbers. I don't know how many times I've told you that. <laughs> uh, 208-336-3700. I got one more draft tonight, and then I'm done. Oh, I can't okay. believe it. With three drafts, all of them happening this week before... Thursday. They have to be done before Thursday. Mm-hmm. I can't believe the fact that all three of the drafts, who are different, 
all picked a different night to do the draft. Usually, I'd be sitting there. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I, I played uh, conflict. Yeah, uh, I played golf with somebody yesterday who has uh, who had two drafts that night. As a matter right. of fact, it's a guy uh, you, you and I uh, were used to be in our draft with. Used to, used to play football at Boise State University, mm-hmm. um, and uh, he had two drafts yesterday at the exact same time. So he's got to sit there and draft <laughs> two different. Two different well, teams the, the, at, two the different, good, at the same exact time. The good part of the whole thing is the uh, invention of things like you know computers and the internet, which uh, way back when we didn't, oh, we didn't have it, yeah. and uh, in fact we had to like open up the newspaper and figure out what was going on. Yeah, thank goodness for the internet. Given, I mean, and not only that, with the uh, you know this being put on the internet, I mean, it, it for lack of a better term, it is gambling. I mean, if you're paying money and you win money at the end of the season. It's flat out gambling. It's online gambling. I've never been in a league uh, that involved money, because I'm what's the word cheap? Uh, yeah, that may have something to do with it. See, that's got everything to do with it. Two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred pound six seventy on your Verizon wireless uh, phone lines are open this morning. Uh, we've got some emails still to get to. Yesterday, we were talking about Yvonne Saint Cyr, uh, who got the recommendations for punishment in her case. Of uh, the January sixth yes. breaking into the Capitol it was recommended. What two years and nine months? Right? Three years. Oh, three years. Or no, it, was it almost three years? Yeah, two years and nine months. So almost three years uh, plus fines. Um, we we just asked the question yesterday: it, it, Is she getting what she deserves, or is this one of those things that is overkill? By the way, she is one of the one thousand sixty one. People so far found guilty, charged in the uh, January 6th insurrection. Proud Boys leader Enrique Terrio, brother of uh, Denny Terrio of uh, Dance <laughs> Fever. Why do I doubt no, that? It's <laughs> not true. Um, Proud Boys leader sentenced to 22 years wow. in prison yesterday. He wasn't even at the Capitol. Didn't break into the Capitol, uh, but apparently um, he was found guilty of uh, leading the uh, insurrection from afar, from a hotel room, encouraging people to uh, do whatever it was that they do at the Capitol. At any rate, he was participating in some way. Yes. Um, so if you want to weigh in on that yet this morning, I promise, because we didn't get to, I apologize to the people who were sitting on hold when the show ended yesterday. We had a number of people didn't get a chance to get in. If you, if you wanted to weigh in with your thoughts, you can do that this morning. We do have some emails that were coming in. We didn't get to, uh, we'll get to that coming up for you. Other things that we're going to be talking about, uh, this morning, um, Donald Trump may be in trouble again, this time for copyright infringement. We'll tell you about that coming up here and hmm. uh, see what you think. Usually all his stuff's, uh, well, kind of an original rant. Yeah, this one's copyright infringement. Oh. Not original. Uh, also, do masks work? Apparently, uh, Joe Biden's administration says they do. However, President Joe Biden yesterday proved that he doesn't believe they do. They're almost necessary at, you know, like Halloween. Dr. Anthony Fauci also um, made a... Strange comment yesterday a, about his belief a, about a, how masks might not work. That's a surprise. So, and by the way, he he made the comment on CNN. So don't think, oh my gosh, I bet it was on Fox. No, this was this was an interview on CNN. So, those are some things uh, we will be talking about 
this morning. By the way, uh, part of the reason we're talking about Joe Biden and mask and why he is masking up again, not just because he wants to or it's Halloween, as Chris thinks, um, but because his wife mm-hmm. has been diagnosed again. diagnosed again with COVID. He apparently is COVID-free, but uh, uh, she has it in her bedroom. I'm just, I'm just guessing. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know how she is infected because Joe Biden told us all along, if you get a COVID vaccine, um, you won't get infected and you won't infect other people. I don't remember those exact words in the last two years. Do you want me to find them for you? Sure. All right. I will play you where he said okay. that if you get vaccinated, you won't get I will. COVID I'd... and you won't infect other people. So don't be stupid well, and not get vaccinated. Let me know when he said it, too. Um, while COVID was raging, <laughs> while everybody was getting vaccinated and he was telling everybody yeah. they must get just, vaccinated for the safety I'm of just, America. Uh, I'm just saying he may have tempered that sentence a little since then. Well, I hope so because he's been proven 100% wrong. 100%? Yeah. COVID does not protect you from getting vac- or vaccine does not protect you from getting COVID and it doesn't protect you from giving COVID to anybody. That's that's a fact. So I would say that's been proven 100% wrong. That was his claim when uh, he was telling everybody mm. to get vaccinated. Yet here his wife has got a vaccine and two boosters, yet she's got COVID for the second time. As you mentioned, Joe Biden, though, still hasn't got COVID and being tested daily. He leaves for uh, a summit in Europe. Was it tomorrow? I think G20. Yeah, I think G20 summit tomorrow. So uh, he'll be tested regularly up until the time he leaves, because if he has COVID, he's probably not going to get on that plane. Putin, by the way, skipping it for some reason. And probably not just because he's, you know, wanted as a war criminal um, and would probably be arrested. Am I? I think China is skipping it also. Am I? I think they just announced that they're skipping it also. So you got two big economies of the G20. Two of the G20 will not be there. There we go. KBY Newstime 615. Let's get for your they, first check on what's going on with sports this morning. Change the name to however many you know show up. <laughs> That's the G18. It's brought to you by, it's like the Pac-12, right? Right. <laughs> Pretty simple. Yeah. The G2. <laughs> this update brought to you by Pork Belly and Cuna. The place to go uh, when you want to get breakfast or lunch. They're opening up here in about 45 minutes. Get into Pork Belly in downtown Cuna. Justin Schultz, Boise State's head softball coach, on Tuesday announced the Broncos' 2023 fall schedule. It starts with a doubleheader on Saturday, September 30th at Donna Larson Park in Boise. The first game against Northwest Nazarene and the second against Idaho State. Then they will host the College of Idaho the next day, Sunday, October 1st. Then a week later, on October 8th, the Broncos will have one more game against the College of Idaho. And that'll be it for the home schedule. There are also road games against Western Washington and Oregon, both played in Eugene, against Oregon State in Corvallis, and against Northwest Nazarene in Nampa. Admission to fall home games at Donna Larson Park is free. Over the last seven seasons, the Boise State softball team has 215 wins. That's the most among Mountain West Conference schools. Travis Kelsey of the Kansas City Chiefs is arguably the best tight end in the NFL. On Tuesday, Kelsey suffered a hyperextended knee in practice. It's unknown how long he'll be out or if he'll be out at all. The Chiefs are the defending Super Bowl champions. They're set to open their season Thursday night against the Detroit Lions. Kelsey's status is right now listed as questionable. The team did announce that an MRI found inflammation in his knee, but no damage to his anterior cruciate ligament. Last year, Kelsey caught 110 passes for the Chiefs. 
So they kind of need him. That's sports. Today from 10 to 1, it's Dan Bongino. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. You're okay. You're not going to get COVID if you have these vaccinations. Social media lit up, and Troy wrote us to ask, I want to know if President Biden is spreading disinformation regarding COVID and the vaccine. I would be thrilled if these vaccines mean you won't get COVID. We now know that that isn't true. This is from October of 2021. Um, He also, during a uh, Rose Garden's speech, Rose Garden speech had this to say. No, I want to be clear about what the CDC is saying and what the CDC is not saying. The CDC is saying they have concluded that fully vaccinated people are at a very, very low risk of getting COVID-19. Therefore, if you've been fully vaccinated, you no longer need to wear a mask. Let me repeat, if you are fully vaccinated, you no longer need to wear a mask. That came from last year. So maybe that's why he didn't wear a mask <laughs> yesterday. Uh, after And this came immediately after the press secretary uh, was asked about President Biden and the fact that his wife was testing positive coronavirus biden did not test positive they said what you know what is he going to be doing and it's like we're going to be following the guidance biden uh whenever he is around people indoors or outdoors he will be wearing a mask Mm -hmm. all the time and then a few minutes later um he awarded the medal of honor to an 81 year old vietnam veteran where he spent three or four minutes within a foot of this veteran not where he took his mask off to give the speech, never put it back on, and then the eighty-one-year-old veteran, who, by the way, at eighty and eighty-one, you're you're deemed to be high risk for COVID. <laughs> Neither one of them had masks on during this time, and like I said, this came like just minutes after John Pierre, Green John Pierre, said that Biden would be masking all the time if he was ever around anybody. Didn't last very long. No, it was fun while it lasted. Yeah, but I mean, if Biden believes what he actually said, that if he's you know vaccinated then he doesn't have to wear a mask no matter what his administration says mm-hmm. yeah the the announcements about covid uh, admittedly uh, from two, 2019 on have been uh inconsistent to, and, say, and spor- to say the least and yeah. sporadic i think they're always operating with you know the information they have at the time but it's always like a week later they find out oh well that wasn't completely accurate <laughs> 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. By the way, Boise State, University of Central Florida, home opener happening this Saturday. Would you like to go absolutely free? We have another chance. We have more tickets than anybody else. Stick around. Coming up after 7 o'clock, we'll have another pair of tickets for you to win. That's less than half an hour away. We'll give you the details. Coming up, don't go away. Get 670 KBOI on Alexa. First say, Alexa, enable the 670 KBOI skill. Then when you want to listen, say, Alexa, open 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk. 
Talk, KBOI. At United Hubs like San Francisco, United planes are lined up on taxiways waiting for the green light to go. United asked the FAA to ground all of its planes, preventing them from taking off globally because of an equipment issue. It's not clear what that equipment issue is. United tells us it is a system-wide technology issue holding all aircraft at their departure airports. Any planes already in the air are continuing to their destination. United says it's investigating the outage. I did hear uh, where they are now confirming that it was not a terrorist attack, which is good news. Yeah, I suppose so. (laughs) So... Uh, apparently, somebody just wasn't doing their job. I don't know what it was. They did reboot the comp- computers, which kind of scares me a little bit. Did they announce <laughs> uh, it was not a terrorist attack, which we checked because we're still vulnerable to that? Um, I, it, apparently, all they did had to do um, after a couple of hours was uh, kind of like they did with Mitch McConnell, just reboot. Yeah. And then they were fine. Still scary, though. Or You have to do it every couple of months, I guess. Just absolutely maddening if you're flying and you happen to have flown on United yesterday because mm-hmm. all flights were grounded at one point yesterday. Now, Which must it, have been news to the people who were in the air at that time. <laughs> if uh, you had your choice of being grounded or having to turn around and head back to your airport after you were two <laughs> hours in flight because Ground. of diarrhea. Grounded. Um, what would you rather? Yeah, I'd, I'd rather take grounded. take grounded, too. A Delta flight set to go from Atlanta to Barcelona had to turn around for an emergency landing after a passenger had diarrhea so bad that they got it all the way through the airplane. Yeah, while apparently walking up and down the aisles uh, trying to figure out what to do next. Here's the pilot making the official announcement uh, to air control. Negative. It's just a, a biohazard issue. I, you know, we've had a passenger who had diarrhea all the way through the airplane, so they want us to come back to Atlanta. Um, the stewardesses apparently tried to do their best to clean up the mess, but apparently uh, passengers said that the person had dribbled. That's, a, that's how they put it, all the way through the airplane. The stewardesses, uh, flight attendants, tried to... Get rid of the smell by spraying, uh, I guess they called it vanilla perfume or whatever. And then it just smelled like vanilla poo. The one thing that air traffic police did say, TSA did say, hey, you know, we understand people sometimes maybe eat something, you know, you get diarrhea, you, you, you can't help yourself. Just do us a favor. The next time you get it on an airplane, could you please stay in one place? <laughs> Uh, yeah, and if uh, if if it's going on while we're boarding, alert someone and don't board right away. Wow, I I couldn't even the smell, the sight. Like I said, it was the stewardess. They were going, it dribbled everywhere. Mm. You know what? I. I don't want to have the chili for my lunch today, if you guys don't mind. Let's get a check on what's going you, on. Uh, do you have any a menu that is, <laughs> is guaranteed not to produce a biohazard? Let's get a check on what's going on with sports once again this morning. It's brought to you by Pork Belly in CUNA. Um, <laughs> it's a great place to get breakfast. I know you might not be thinking that after that story, but it really is a great place to get breakfast. Or you can get coffee mm. drinks. They're opening up in 15 if minutes. If you have a flight later, please do consider that. Check out, once again, the menu, if you'd like to, before you go, theporkbellyidaho.com. 
Boise State juniors Autumn Ost and Ned Potter have been named the Mountain West Cross Country Athletes of the Week. It's a first for both of them. Potter placed first Friday in the eight-kilometer race at the University of San Francisco Cross Country Invitational. That led the Broncos to a victory over nationally ranked Stanford. It was Potter's first race as a member of the Boise State team. Ost came in third in the six-kilometer race at the same meet. The Bronco women's team finished second to Stanford. Next up for the Boise State cross-country squad is the Roy Gryak Invitational, September 22nd in Falcon Heights, Minnesota, which is a suburb of St. Paul. On Monday, Houston Astros second baseman Jose Altuve hit two home runs against the Texas Rangers, while last night, also against the Rangers, he hit three more. Altuve on Tuesday homered in the first, second, and third innings of the Astros' 14-1 victory. At that point, he was on pace to hit nine home runs in the game. (laughs) Did they eventually stop pitching to him? (laughs) Yes, but he managed just a ground out and a strikeout in his last two at-bats. Since Altuve had homered in the ninth inning of Monday's game, that means he hit home runs in four consecutive innings played. The five homers in two games gives Altuve a total of 15 home runs for the season. Altuve has missed 72 games this season with injuries. In last night's game, Astros catcher Martin Maldonado also hit two home runs, bringing his season total to 13. Altuve, who at five foot six and 166 pounds is usually the smallest player on the field, has hit three home runs in a game just one other time in his career. That was in Game 1 of the 2017 American League Division Series against the Boston Red Sox. That's sports. Listen to KBOI online. Go to KBOI.com and click the Listen Live button. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Former Proud Boys leader Enrique Tarrio going to prison for 22 years after orchestrating his far-right extremist group's attack on the Capitol in a failed bid to thwart the transfer of power after Donald Trump lost the 2020 presidential election. Tarrio was not present at the riot, but prosecutors still say he played a key role, arguing Tarrio watched the violence unfold at 2.38 p.m. posting on social media, don't expletive leave. It's the harshest sentence handed down among any of the more than 1,100 individuals charged so far in connection to January 6th. Prosecutors had asked for 33 years. So prosecutors ask for 33 years, um, 22 years, which is still a really long time. I'm sure Yvonne St. Cyr, who prosecutors are asking for nearly three years of prison time, she's watching this and hoping that, well, maybe I'll get less time, just like uh, Tario did. Hmm. Part of uh, the the reason he didn't get uh, fewer than 20 years is because the judge noted that even though he, uh, in his statement, Tario uh, pointed out all the things that went wrong that day and things that he should have done differently, uh, the judge said he never experienced or he never expressed any remorse whatsoever, you know, at at Mm -hmm. what he did and what he was responsible for or anything like that. It was just kind of really matter of fact. He uh, didn't express remorse until uh, yesterday when he was sentenced, and then he pleaded with the judge to not take away his 40s. Uh, a little more than just his 40s so, are going to be taken so away. So he's had beer in jail? Hmm? That's just a joke, sorry. 40s? I guess I don't get it. What's the, is there a brand of beer called 40s? No, it's a, it's a size. 
It, oh. it's, it's what you tip to your homies. Um, okay. <laughs> Thank you for explaining because I never. It's a forty. I, I, it's a forty ounce beer. Okay. Or malt liquor. Uh, now I get it. Quite often malt <laughs> liquor. Uh, if you got to explain your joke, probably not a good joke. Or the person you're telling it to yeah, um, doesn't, under, doesn't understand. That, that's also a possibility. Yeah. 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 Um, anyway, we talked about this yesterday. Uh, Yvonne St. Cyr is, has been recommended to get nearly three years in jail, plus fines, uh, probation after that. And you had mentioned Tario not showing remorse. Mm-hmm. You can say the same thing about Yvonne St. Cyr, and we can say this because she's had exclusive interviews with you and I here on News Talk KBY, mm-hmm. and she believes she did nothing wrong. And not only that, she has admitted to us that her attorney has told her not to get on social media, not to tweet about being found guilty, not to put Facebook video out. By the way, uh, she posted a Facebook video mm-hmm. just five days ago. <laughs> I, I will say this. I mean, it, it's funny because it's almost a pun. Saint Cyr is very sincere about what she believes. I mean, I, I don't think she's, you know, just uh, blowing smoke at this point. She I, she really believes that she did the right thing. I don't know what she's going to get when it comes time for sentencing, which I think happens next month. However, it, when your lawyer tells you that the stuff that you say on social media from the time that you are found guilty to the time of sentencing mm-hmm. will be used against you and you don't stay off social media and continue to say, I didn't do anything wrong, I, I think you're going to show that, you know, the judge is going to say she still doesn't show any remorse, well, so she's going to get the full but see, that two makes years, me, almost three years. That's what makes me believe that she's sincere about it, is there, there's, there's no strategy to stay out of jail. It's just she just keeps repeating, this is what I believe. Yeah. yeah. So yesterday we'd ask, uh, you know, did did you agree that the punishment fits the crime? Um, There's no right or wrong answers here. We just wanted your opinions on this. Um, And we apologize to the people. Uh, There were, I think, all four lines were waiting yesterday when the show was over, so we weren't able to get to everybody who wanted to weigh in on this. Uh, However, we do got some emails. Um, This one says, no name. It says, I could go along with Yvonne St. Cyr's sentence when they started prosecuting when they start prosecuting the George Floyd rioters that burned down Washington and many other cities instead they're winning cash awards for getting uh hurt another email said this one from Jared said your caller yesterday is a perfect example of the problem of today someone who doesn't care about facts they repeat the garbage that they are told to believe with such strength that they're willing to make an ass out of themselves before admitting that they are incorrect January 6th was not great. However, it was nothing compared to the 2020 BLM riots. How are they able to find these people from January 6th um, and not the BLM garbage? I don't think there's even people that think that what some people did on January 6th in the Capitol, um, you know, agreeing with them. I, I don't. I'm hard-pressed to find anybody that says what happened January 6th was good. That the destruction, the breaking in, all that stuff, that was just an embarrassing situation for the United States. There were, I mean, there were obviously some people who agreed with the motivations behind it and and, uh, what they were trying to do, but did not like the method in which they did it. Another uh, text message in says, Trump gave two messages, be peaceful 
and then the dog whistle, we fight like hell. If you don't fight like hell, you're going to have you're not going to have a country anymore. Which message do you think the crowd remembered? The fight like hell comment was part of his finishing comments. Uh, John of Boise was actually quite critical of the people. Uh, He says, uh, idiots with delusions of grandeur desecrated the U.S. Capitol building. That's worth more than a simple trespassing charge. And I'm glad the head idiot who fired up all the lesser idiots has been indicted for it now, too. Trump, who has proven time and again that he doesn't know anything about U.S. history, has dumbed down everything. He speaks in imagined superlatives and slogans. And people who only understand simple words and simple concepts think that means he's a straight talker and that suddenly they're all constitutional experts. Rush Limbaugh did the same thing for years. He told people things were simpler than they had previously been led to believe all their lives and everything is binary and black or white. Well, it's not and it never was. There are more factors and nuances involved than simple folk can comprehend. These are people who have never read an entire book. Politics is over their heads. Too late. Wow, that's a little arrogant, but... Uh, 336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Email us, mike at kbui.com, chris at kbui.com. Do you think the fun- punishment fits the crime if the judge goes with the recommendation of nearly three years in prison for Yvonne St. Cyr? Just your opinion. Go ahead and uh, weigh in. We'll get to some more of your emails coming up here after news. The bottom of the hour right now, though, it is time for another check on what's going on with sports. It's brought to you by Pork Belly in CUNA, the place to go if you want breakfast or lunch. They're open 7 a.m., 2 p.m. every day. As a matter of fact, they're they're making their breakfast with love every morning very early from scratch. Get in and find out what is so delicious about the food at Pork Belly in CUNA. A small amount of good news for Boise State football. Punter James Ferguson Reynolds, a sophomore from Australia, has been named one of Ray's eight by the Ray Guy Award Committee, according to the Augusta Sports Council in Georgia. Each week, the Ray's eight are the eight punters nationwide who had the best performances. A fan vote then determines who is the weekly winner. Now, if you would like to be part of that fan vote, go to rayguyaward.com. In Saturday's 56-19 loss at Washington, Ferguson Reynolds punted seven times for an average of 52.1 yards per punt. That is the second-highest single-game total in the history of the Boise State program. Justin Schultz, Boise State's head softball coach, on Tuesday announced the Broncos' 2023 fall schedule. It starts with a doubleheader on Saturday, September 30th at Donald Larson Park in Boise, the first game against Northwest Nazarene and the second against Idaho State. Then they'll host the College of Idaho the next day, Sunday, October 1st. Then a week later, on October 8th, the Broncos will have one more game against the College of Idaho, and that'll be all for the home schedule. There are also road games against Western Washington and Oregon. Those are both played in Eugene against Oregon State in Corvallis and against Northwest Nazarene in Nampa. Admission to fall home games at Donald Larson Park is free. Over the last seven seasons, the Boise State softball team has 215 wins. That is the most among Mountain West Conference schools during that time. That's sports. Don't forget, uh, right, you heard the cute text, by the way, 208-336-3700 is our text. Just got to text the word Broncos, giving away a pair of tickets to Saturday's home opener against UCF. You should be texting us right now. you got uh, about another 40 minutes or so to get those texts in. We'll choose one winner at random. Once again, text the word Broncos, 208-336-3700. Casper and Chris on Google Play. We are News Talk. 
KBOI. For eight minutes, the Dow Futures down 69 points. How much of this has to do that uh, gas prices could get uh, six, seven, eight dollars a gallon soon? <laughs> well, that's a lofty call, Michael. Hopefully, he doesn't get to that. All right, Jeez, I'm, I'm being a, I'm, I'm being a little facetious, but uh, oil did jump up a bunch yesterday, yeah. and yeah, it did. We, we saw the price of bread jump up to over ninety dollars a barrel, and what really kind of caused some jitters in the market was Saudi 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 Arabia. Geez, um, they basically announced an additional barrel cut that they're going to extend until twenty twenty four, and this is on top of OPEC already cutting supply. Um, so output's going to be held to about 9 million barrels a day, which is the lowest that we've seen in several years. So bottom line is, this is just a more aggressive uh, cut than what traders had been expecting. And this is in the face of global fuel demand towards record levels. So again, you have you also have some concerns around U.S. economy. Hey, if there was going to be a recession, of course, you don't want to oversupply because then that's going to cut down on the price. And and you also had China, whose reopening came in a little bit more lackluster. So you factor in all these all these reasons. Of course, the the statement's going to be that they're trying to balance the price of oil, but this is just being forward looking and trying to control the supply and see the prices go up because it's more profitable for these energy companies. And on the stock on the investor side, you're seeing that reflect in your energy stocks like Exxon and Chevron. They've been performing quite well, at least in the past few weeks, based on what we've been seeing with this oil supply cut but again can i can i ask you go ahead. could this be something i mean because they want to keep propping up you know oil and and you know getting paid more for their oil could this be and this is just your opinion um cutting off their nose to spite their face because as oil prices continue to rise um it starts to make people go wow maybe electric vehicles are a lot cheaper than than gas i mean in theory listen if if it's going to if you're going to get to a point of eventual demand destruction where price at the pump just gets too ridiculously right. high, where people are just going to say no, then of course th- that is likely going to affect or force some type of change. So again, in in the long run, <laughs> this this uh, basically cartel that can really controls the the price for oil from the from the global standpoint for the most part, yeah, that could that could backfire to an extent, and you know that's really why people have been very bullish. They've been very optimistic. Around around this transition into electric vehicles. And we've seen that momentum continue when you look at Teslas and you look at all these car manufacturers to include Ford, putting a tremendous amount of money to fortify their electric vehicle fleet. Uh, but the question becomes, how does that technology continue with the battery, with the with batteries being able to hold the power and then the charging stations and infrastructure around that? So, again, we could see that. But I think that's about a five to 10 year, possibly even longer um, turnaround before right. we really see that change. All right. Uh, looking not good on the upside as of right now, as far as the futures are concerned. We'll get a couple of updates throughout the day for you and then talk to you again tomorrow morning. Thanks, gents. Drive home live and local with Nate Shellman this afternoon at 3. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Former Proud Boys leader Enrique Tarrio going to prison for 22 years after orchestrating his far-right extremist group's attack on the Capitol in a failed bid to thwart the transfer of power after Donald Trump lost the 2020 presidential election. 208 336 pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. That was sentencing yesterday. Uh, talking about Yvonne St. Cyr, 
one of six Idahoans who was charged in the January 6th riots. He will be sentenced sometime next month. Uh, the prosecution is recommending almost three years. Two years, nine months, plus uh, you got almost three years of supervised probation, a couple thousand dollars in fines. And we're just asking you whether you think the uh, punishment fits the crime with everything that has happened when it comes to sentencing. Do you think she'll get and deserves that two years and three months in prison? Felix writes in, email Mike at KBY.com, says, Mike, for you and those of your listeners who erroneously keep saying they don't believe Donald Trump was guilty of treason against our government for what happened on January 6th, you now have proof in what happened yesterday with the sentencing of Enrique Terrio to 22 years in prison for seditious conspiracy. We know for a fact that Trump was his leader. How do we know this? From his tweet when he told the Proud, Boy, Proud Boys to stand by. What more proof, proof of his guilt do you need? Oh, my God, Felix, that's the smoking well, gun. You got I the mean, smoking gun. He repeated a line from Trump, but that's, you know, I, mean, I, I don't really consider that necessarily to be uh, the sort of proof you could he, use to win your case. He, he also um, quoted a partial line from the Trump, Trump t- tweet. Uh, he left out the part where he said, stand down. No, stand back. Or stand back. Yeah, I thought, stand I thought it was stand down. Stand back and stand by. Um, but you're correct. If if you read the Proud Boys secret handbook, stand back and stand by is code for attack the Capitol. It's right there on oh. page three of the secret handbook. So congratulations, Felix. You broke the case wide open. You found the smoking gun. And that's on page seven. Many idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response, were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought? Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. There you go, Felix. That's for you. I was going to say, and and what you were saying is on page 7 of the sarcasm uh, handbook. Yes, in case you didn't know. James in Garden City says Yvonne St. Cyr has been found guilty of a list of crimes and has been sentenced for those crimes within the bounds of the law. No, she hasn't been sentenced. There has only been a recommendation for a sentence. She'll be sentenced next month. She was part of a group who entered the Capitol with the stated reason being there to disrupt the election. I presume the judge or jury take all these things into account when they decide if they will make the sentence lenient or more punitive. These people deserve the maximum for each crime, and that's why, for me... They deserve the maximum. That's James in Garden City. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. It's time for a final check on what's going on uh, with sports. Once again, it's brought to you by Pork Belly and Cuna. Uh, don't want to get out of your uh, car, but you want a delicious hot coffee, maybe iced coffee or an energy drink. They have the coffee drive through It's open at 7 o'clock every morning, too. You don't even have to get out of your car. Get into Pork Belly and Cuna today. Travis Kelsey of the Kansas City Chiefs is arguably the best tight end in the NFL. On Tuesday, Kelsey suffered a hyperextended knee in practice. It's unknown how long he'll be out or if he will be out at all. The Chiefs are the defending Super Bowl champions. They're set to open their season Thursday night against the Detroit Lions. Kelsey's status is right now listed as questionable. The team did announce that an MRI found inflammation in his knee, but no damage to his anterior cruciate ligament. Last year, Kelsey caught 110 passes for the Chiefs. 
Boise State juniors Autumn Ost and Ned Potter have been named the Mountain West Cross Country Athletes of the Week. It's a first for both of them. Potter placed first Friday in the 8-kilometer race at the University of San Francisco Cross Country Invitational. That led the Broncos to a victory over nationally ranked Stanford. It was Potter's first race as a member of the Boise State team. Ost came in third in the 6-kilometer race at the same meet. The Bronco women's team finished second to Stanford. Next up for the Boise State cross-country squad is the Roy Gryak Invitational, which is September 22nd in Falcon Heights, Minnesota, which is a suburb of St. Paul. That's sports. For your Google Play, simply say, Hey Google, play 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 752, it is 62 degrees now in downtown Boise. Once again, final few minutes if you uh, want to get in for the Boise State tickets this morning. And we've got plenty of chances for you to win. Uh, coming up, we have right now a few minutes, 208-336-3700. You're just texting the word Broncos. We'll choose one person at random coming up to get those tickets. Uh, another chance to win if you don't win these tickets. Coming up tomorrow morning. Also, uh, listen during the Dan Bongino show today, and you'll have a chance to win the tickets during the Dan Bongino show. You'll just listen for that cue to text during his show. Nate Shuman has tickets in the afternoon time, so make sure you are listening in uh, to win. Some more emails uh, to get to, and then we'll uh, we'll move on to something else this morning, uh, talking about Yvonne St. Cyr and the recommendations from the prosecutor of nearly three years in prison. Um, does she deserve that? Just, I mean, there's no right or wrong answer. We just want your opinions and what you think. Um, gentlemen, the duplicitous nature of our current judicial system is obvious. We must suspend that notion to give the veneer of legitimacy to these January 6th court proceedings. If you look at Yvonne's action without pulling in whataboutism of the entire summer of 2020, she has been charged and found guilty, and I believe the government prosecutors are making examples of these people to warn any opposition to the Democratic Party. Chilling future dissent and against gathering to petition the government for redress of grievances, our government itself has become our greatest grievance. That's from Mark in Meridian. Jan in Boise says, good morning. Can we move on? Trump lost. His people wanted Pence to overturn the transfer of power. The Capitol was closed, period. Breaking in windows of our government is a crime. That's Jan in Boise. I'm still waiting for the insurrection charges that supposedly happened on January 6th. Everyone said it was an insurrection, and yet the charges I've learned of parading, picketing, remaining after being asked to leave, trespass, interfering with the government process, First insurrection I've heard of without an insurrection charge. No guns, no weapons, FBI provocateurs embedded in the crowd. Um, people such as Ray Epps still not arrested. Civilians still rioting in the court without a first, uh, without a court date. Matt says, tired of hearing nothing happened to Black Lives Matter protesters. Over 10,000 people were arrested. Sick of that tired argument. Uh, everyone in these January 6th cases would have had a much different outcome had they been allowed to be heard in someplace else other than a D.C. court. Court system in D.C., judge and jury is corrupt. If you paid close attention, judges have suspended what they would or wouldn't allow in the courts in a very grievous manner, an unjust manner. They've taken control of any future court dates rather than allowing appearances in local courts, knowing local judges would rule differently. I think it is all corrupt. Who was that one from? Didn't say. 
Marine Bob says, uh, if a Republican is elected president in the 2024 election, all the January 6th people who were charged will get pardoned. Maybe. Steve in Centerville, listening on 93.1 FM. Good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. you got about 45 seconds here. Yeah, I got a minor complaint, and that is, you know, they're throwing all these uh, huge numbers out for time. Why didn't they do any of that for all the federal buildings in Portland or Seattle that got busted up? That's a question question a lot of people have, yeah, because it's, I mean, they're they're both federal buildings. there, There are actually a number of people who are in jail because of those riots. Not very many. Not that, not, not, that, look, not that you've heard of, but yeah, I did look. There are, are how quite many, a few. How many are there? Don't know the exact number. Is it more or less than the 1,061 that have so far been no, found guilty? I, and I believe it's fewer than 1,061. A lot fewer. Thank you for the call, Steve. But the point is, it isn't nobody. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. All right, we're, we're done with that. We got to uh, our emails uh, that we didn't get a chance to get to yesterday. I, have to, I do have one more thing I want to get to um, this morning, and that has to do with um, an accusation yesterday that I was uh, pushing because Nate Shelman and I were here live as this was happening. And this person had called yesterday and said, Trump did nothing for hours afterwards, and I said, well, that's not true. There's a timeline. Um, after the show yesterday, I did get the timeline down from ABC News of exactly what happened, at what time, when Trump tweeted, when Trump said to stop, and it wasn't hours later. Um, I do want to get to that timeline just to... to uh, give my point yesterday uh, also when we come back uh, after top of the hour trump may be in trouble again a little less serious charge but it could cost him millions and millions of dollars we'll tell you about that coming up be a part of the show at 336-3700 or toll free 1-800-529-kboi now back to casper and chris on news talk kboi 806, 63 degrees in downtown Boise, and it's official. I have uh, texted the winner that they have won. Have not got a response back. However, if you texted in the word Broncos over the last uh, hour, check your, e- or check your text messages because I uh, need some information from you. And plus, I need to know your name so we can announce you as a winner. Don't worry if you didn't win. We have more tickets than anybody else. We have more chances for you to win. Listen during the Dan Bongino Show, which comes up over most of the same radio station right after our show. Sometime during his show, you'll hear that cue to text, mm-hmm. and you'll have another chance to win your Broncos tickets. Giving them away all this week. We'll have another pair for you coming up here tomorrow morning. Told you as we were going to break. Going to move on to a uh, different subject. We've covered this now for a little while. Um Although this one kind of ties into Trump may be in trouble again. It's got what for now? Four four different uh, court cases that'll be uh, going on. You may have a fifth case coming soon. Donald Trump's campaign may have violated United States copyright law by selling merchandise featuring the president's mugshot. Really, they copyright mugshots? Apparently, they're copyrighted. I, I did not. Know I did that. not know that either. Merchandise emblazoned with the historic photo and the slogan, Never Surrender, quickly sold online between $12 and $34. There was hats, t-shirts, coffee mugs. He he made quite a bit of money. Within just three days, the Trump campaign made $7.1 
million dollars off the merchandise. Legal scholars are weighing in, say that that money may rightfully belong to the Fulton County Sheriff's Office, which took the photos as U.S. copyright law stipulates that the law enforcement agency that takes a mugshot is the legal owner of it. Oh, okay. I did not know that. I, I had no, not, not that I could have sold my mugshot if I got arrested. Nobody would probably well, put there it are, on a t-shirt. There are websites that show you old mugshots, you know, like celebrities like, you know, Tim Allen and and uh, a few others, you know, getting mm-hmm. arrested for various things in their youth. But I, I don't know that they've had any problem with uh, copyright infringement. In the context of photographs taken by law enforcement during the booking process, the author of the mugshot photograph is the law enforcement agency. This is according to uh, University of Georgia School of Law's Journal of Intellectual Property Law. As such, Betsy Rosenblatt, Professor at Case Western Reserve University's Law School says that there are limitations to what people may do with mugshot photographs. Well, now we know that. You're prohibited from using it on a number of things without authorization. You're prohibited from reproducing it, making a derivative work of it, distributing it without authorization, or, that is to say, distributing anything that isn't the one copy you already lawfully have and various other things, making a public display of it, making a public performance of it, which opens up all kinds of different possibilities. Trump campaign did not make any alterations to the mugshot, so he cannot claim that he substantially altered it from the original in a way to create something brand new. So if you you use it, say, in a work of art, that's one thing. If you're just... Yes. Putting it on as a mugshot, that's different. Well, and you have to profit from it. Since the campaign oh, yeah. is profiting off the image, it also... Yeah, but does a campaign really profit? Campaigns are supposed to be non-profit, aren't they? But they raise money. Yeah, but they don't uh, like. But, uh, it, they don't take it as, as like uh, dividends or anything. No, they don't take it as dividends, but they take in the money, right? Even if they spend it. Hmm. I mean, you have to have the money to spend... Although, once again, I don't know if the $7.1 million has been spent. Once again, we'll find out in court. Since the campaign is profiting off the image, it also can't claim fair use, the attorney said. Mm. So this whole thing is going to be ultimately up to the Fulton County Sheriff's Office to decide whether to sue the Trump campaign and, the other, and any others who have used the mugshot for financial gain. The department may decide that it's not going to undertake the expense and long-term trouble of hiring copyright counsel so if the if the the law enforcement department themselves had decided to print up their own t-shirts everything would be fine because they had the right they to own, do it they own the t-shirts yeah or they I own still, the right to the I photograph still, i still feel like there'd be some kind of ordinance they were breaking but i don't know what it is MSNBC reports that Fulton County Sheriff's Office may decide that the millions made off the photo rightfully belongs to them, um, and they're in desperate need of funds to address the uh, conditions at Fulton County Jail. We've heard about how horrific those mm, are. Yes, we have. Said it's a human crisis. So this $7.1 million, if they're able to get it all back from the Trump campaign, could come in handy to them. That might be enough right there for them to decide to basically sue for copyright, copyright <laughs> I infringement. Reading, I was reading the thing yesterday that said, uh, you know, they purposely don't make jails too nice to emphasize that it's a place you should trying to be you should be trying to stay out of. You also don't want cruel and unusual punishment in in those jails. And I know, I mean, to my way of thinking, I don't care what prison you're in. 
it's horrific, right? If you if you have your freedom taken away, well, for a certain see, amount of time, said, it, it's horrific. Years ago, we started having this discussion about you know what was what was worse, the death penalty or life in prison. And, and I said life in prison because I can't even imagine being there for a few days and 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 knowing you can't just get up yeah. and walk out when you want to. You know, and it would drive me crazy. And other guys uh, called in who had been in prison, and they said, "No, I could do six months standing on my head. I don't care." <laughs> Well, and, and it depends on But if you get to six months, all right, six months or death penalty. Obviously, six months, right? Well, yeah. But life in prison yeah. with a no chance of parole or the death penalty? I mean, you don't even get to watch your favorite TV shows in prison. So right there, count me out. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Need to take a break. When we come back, $50 gift certificate to the James Kitchen and Bar with our Casper and Chris. Damn near impossible question. That'll come up right after Bronco Sports today. Tonight at 10, it's Michael Knowles. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 8.23, Casper and Chris, damn near impossible question. Once again, it's brought to you by uh, Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Silverhawk Realty. If you have any questions at all, uh, need help getting through this crazy market, whether you're buying or selling, call today, 208-888-4128. Jeremiah is going to get first crack at our question today. Jeremiah, this man worked at NASA and helped develop the stealth bomber for the United States. As great as an invention that, that is, he is better known for inventing something else. Much, much better. What was it this guy invented? Well, I believe that was Lonnie Johnson, and he invented the super soaker that I had when I was a kid. Super soaker! It is the super soaker! You are correct, sir. By the way, um, take a guess at his net worth today. By the way, not not much of this came from the stealth bomber. Yeah, I would guess uh, $5 million. $300 million. Oh, my gosh. What's funny is he's got about 130 patents, and I looked at... There are a lot of them that are just adjustments to different squirt guns, believe it or not. Really? Yeah. But he's um, got some other ones, like, you know, he invented a battery that apparently doesn't run out. Good good portion of that $300 million, what were you saying? Uh, uh, he had to sue? Was it Hasbro? Oh, yeah, no, see, he sued Hasbro. Hasbro bought the company that was making the Super Soakers, uh, and they bought him in 2007 and apparently stopped paying him royalties for five Oops. years. So in 2012, he sued for his royalties, and the judge agreed and awarded him $73 million from Hasbro. Remember, you who, know... Who, when I was a kid, I think just made light bright. You remember when we were kids and you had the little plastic squirt gun that shot maybe five feet? Right. Not very accurately? Yeah. Yeah, now now they're they're electric. They shoot, you know, up to fifty feet accurately, mm-hmm. and uh, you don't even have to pull the trigger over and over. They're automatic now. They also cost a lot of money. I need to, <laughs> In case you've ever I, bought one for your kids I, I, or grandkids, I, I, I feel like just phoning up some younger people and telling them how great they've got it. Two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred. Easy boomer. Easy. Two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred. I'm the oldest person in Generation X. So you're going to remember 670 that. 670 on your Verizon wireless. Uh, yeah, that's right. That's true. You're not, are yeah. you? Yeah, the, the I cutoff was 65, and that's when I was born. So I'm a Generation <laughs> Xer. Uh, email 
Mike at KBOI.com. Chris at KBOI.com. Uh, we'll take a break. News coming up here next. Remember, if you missed any part of Casper and Chris this morning, check out their podcast on the KBOI app or on KBOI.com. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 208-336-3700. It's a phone number to get through if you want to take part in the show. Also, toll-free, 1-800-529-5264. Pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. This is always a good time to call us during the show instead of the last five minutes. Because like yesterday, when we at the phone lines jam-packed over the last five minutes, mm-hmm. it's almost impossible to get everybody in on that last five minutes. Right now... If you get on the line right now, we can we can get to you before uh, we have to say bye-bye coming up in about an hour and a half. So if you want to get through, go ahead. If you want to email us, you can do that. Chris at KBOI.com. Mike at KBOI.com. Uh, we do have an email. Um, no name on this, and I don't know why they don't give the name because they write to us almost uh, every couple of weeks. As I have said before... And we'll continue to say, you guys are always pushing an agenda. Leave it to your finance guy to recommend electric vehicles. That would be the WEF's agenda for us. Why wouldn't he instead push that which promotes the most freedom for America? That's that which promotes the most financial benefits. What's wrong with drilling our own oil and not being held captive by Saudi Arabia or our own electric grid? Oil independence leads to inexpensive, reliable energy and overall wealth for all. Your finance guy should know this. First of all, I don't know if you have trouble with comprehension or if you just don't listen very well or you just have certain things in your head and you don't care what the facts are. Number one, he did not push electrical cars. I asked him a question. Mm -hmm. I asked him whether or not Russia and Saudi Arabia, who announced they're going to be cutting back oil, if they were cutting off their face or nose to spite their face. Because by causing oil prices to continue to go up, which, by the way, here in Idaho, the average is over $4 a gallon once again. Yeah, like four twenty. Would it get eventually to a certain point where people in the world would go, you know what? It's finally to the point where it's more, it's worth it to me. I pay less money for electric vehicle and paying for electricity than I do for gasoline and oil. Does it ever get to that point? And you would think at some point, I mean, there's going to be diminishing returns for people like Saudi Arabia and Russia, who their main money, how they, their main export is, especially Saudi Arabia, is oil. It's, it's one of their only imports and one of their only ways that they make money. That's why they try to control the price so much, right? That was it. I asked a question about electric vehicles. He wasn't pushing electric vehicles on us. At no point did he push electric vehicles. Yeah. As a matter of fact, he said, you know, this could be 10, 15 years out before should, something like that might happen. Yeah, but And you should definitely, you know, pay attention. Charge it up long before you have to push it. Here, let me balance this, balance this out uh, for you. Talk a little bit about electric vehicles. <clears throat> Uh, electric vehicles um, in Florida, learning the hard way what happens when salt water floods their car. At least two Floridians who own electric vehicles learned last week what happens. Um, that's your car starts on fire and completely burns to a crisp. 
Saltwater does that? Yeah. After wow. Hurricane Adalia battered the region of the Sunshine State, two vehicles, electric vehicles so far, both of them Teslas caught fire after they were submerged in seawater. Incidents led local firefighters to warn residents uh, about keeping their EVs or electric-powered vehicles inside a garage or near a structure and to move them away from anything that could be flammable. If you, this is the quote, if you own a hybrid or electric vehicle that has come into contact with salt water due to recent flooding within the last week, it is crucial to relocate that vehicle from your garage without delay. Salt water exposure can trigger combustion in lithium ion batteries. So, I mean, do they have a big, uh, you know, sign on the side of the uh, car that says, do not drive this into the ocean? Well, I don't think or, they worry yeah, about driving it into the ocean. For I think that they, matter, closer to here, yeah, Salt Lake. We worry about the fact that there was 16 feet of salt water that came inland, well, not yeah. driving it that's, into the ocean. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, so, this so is far... Only, how about this is only safe if you live in Nebraska? Uh, according to the U.S. Fire Administration, ignition of EV batteries corrupted by seawater can take days or even weeks... after the initial exposure so some of these vehicles where you know the water is subsiding and your vehicle looks perfectly fine um it might not be perfectly fine last year at least a dozen evs burned to the ground in florida after being submerged in salt water after hurricane ian two homes which weathered the storm burned to the ground because a single corrupted ev stored inside a garage spontaneously combusted help my car is on fire Where is it? It's in the garage. So your house is on fire. Hang on. Yes. Yes, it is, too. (laughs) I don't have a car anymore, and I'm well on my way to... Thanks for suggesting that. I went and checked, and you were right. By the way, it's not just the fires um, that are bad. The vehicles put off deadly fumes and are almost impossible to put out. No No matter how much water is put on them, they burst basically... Uh, burn until the fire burns everything and there's no fuel left to burn. And when I say fuel, when you're going, oh, wait, there's no fuel in electric vehicles. Well, yeah, there's rubber, there's gas explodes, but it's not generally caused by salt water. No. So that's just one thing. Uh, Not not a big problem that we probably have, you know, here, but there's a problem with electric vehicles for you. By the way, um, if you need more proof that uh, electric vehicles may not be the end-all, be-all. This should make this person really happy, by the way. Because for some reason, they be- think that Chris and I push be- the World Economic Forum. Okay. Um, Tesla has cut prices for its two... Hang on, wait a minute. If we say not to buy an electric vehicle, will he then assume that that's the new agenda of the world economic forum <laughs> maybe maybe uh, this is a no-win situation for yeah us. yeah well, yeah that's kind of like um c- kind of and i've said this before if, if electric vehicles worked so well mm-hmm. the federal government would have not, would not have to give subsidies to companies who are manufacturing electric vehicles and they wouldn't have to pay subsidies to you and i to get us to buy vehicles if it worked so well and saved us so much money, we would be pounding down the doors. They couldn't make electric vehicles fast enough for us we w- we if w- they we worked would, great. We would be flocking to them. We would. Okay. Tesla has cut the prices of uh, two of its models. Uh, take a guess at how much they dropped the Model X 
5, in price. 5000 They dropped it $41,000. Wow, I've never purchased a car that cost $41,000. <laughs> no, I, I, I have one. We, we have a... We have a van that costs a little more than that, but not a whole lot more than that. Yeah, there's a lot of people that haven't paid that much for a vehicle, and yeah. here they've dropped the price of the Model X by $41,000. They've pri- they've dropped the price of the Model S. The Model X, by the way, is an SUV. Uh, Model S, they've dropped it by $30,000. Do you know why they've dropped the price? I do not. Because by dropping the price $41,000 and $30,000, the car now qualifies for electric vehicle tax credits from the federal government. Really? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Really? If you buy a hybrid, can you get half the tax credit? It would be fair, right? It would seem to be fair. That's what... I mean, this is this is the point that I don't get. I mean, the vehicle... The, the, the Model X, by the way, has been dropped to $79,990, well, just enough. Might run, a, run out and pick up two. <laughs> so that it qualifies for the tax. That's a $41,000 reduction. Mm-hmm. Okay, if they're able to drop this So it was $120,000? Yes, $120, yes. If they're able to drop this $41,000, doesn't that mean that's how much profit that they had? They've got to still have profit built in, correct? Does it come with a chauffeur? Maybe it comes with a is, the, is there a bar in a the robo back? a robo driver maybe mm. I don't I don't that's just how ridiculous this is they want to make it so first of all if you drop the price by forty one thousand I would think it's going to make it available to more people that could afford it even at seventy nine thousand nine hundred and ninety dollars but now you not only drop the price but you're going to get a tax credit if you buy the vehicle. Once again, I'll reiterate my thoughts on electric vehicles. If they are so great, you don't have to have the federal government giving you tax breaks, tax credits to buy the vehicle. I like the uh, the ones that have like a sound effect where you can rev the engine and it really mm-hmm. sounds like it's a Oh, wait, re- I, I thought you were talking about the... Mm-hmm. No, I mean... You can always tell a full electric. The fake sound effects. When, when I was taking a lot of like you know Ubers and stuff like that, I could always tell when somebody was pulling up in an electric vehicle because they'd honk the horn because I hadn't noticed they were there. <laughs> and I was standing like on the sidewalk. They, they make no noise whatsoever. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. If you're on the phone right now, stay right where you're at. I promise we'll get to you coming up after this. 53-208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. If you want to get through, also toll-free, 1-800-529-5264. Gordon calling us from Council. Might be calling us toll-free uh, this morning, listening on 93.1 FM. Gordon, good morning to you. You're on News Talk KBOI. That is correct. Good morning. Hello, America. I wanted to go back to that subject of the price of oil. When was it that people who held oil were actually paying to get rid of it? Do you remember when the price of oil just went down to like $50 a barrel? No, it went to negative. So they were paying yeah, people like $5 a barrel to take it off their hands. Right. And I think that's because... the. I think it's expensive to get the oil out of the ground in the United States. I think I, I knew a guy that went to Texas. He worked on oil rigs, and when the price of a barrel of oil got down to seventy-five dollars, they sent him home. They said it's got to be close to a hundred dollars a barrel before we can afford to operate. So, I, well, and, I think and especially in some instances like oil shale, it takes a lot 
to extract the oil from oil shale, and it has to be a certain price, or they're paying money to get the oil out of the oil shale, for example. Yes, and I think the Saudi oil is a nice, clean product, and I think they can always undersell. I think they ramp up production. When the U.S. ramps up production, they ramp up production, and that sends the price down, and then we have to shut down again. I I think that it goes like that. And I, the oil companies, uh, you know, are just happy to get that Saudi oil, and we talk about, gosh, we've got to be in, energy independent. What does that really mean? We're, we're oil independent. We're energy independent. Well, does that mean the oil companies, if we're going to force them to pump out American oil, you'd have to, to be energy independent, you'd have to force the oil companies, no, you're not going to buy any more foreign oil. You have to pump American oil. I don't... I don't see that happening. Well, and what people don't understand, when, when they say energy independence, it, which, you know, the claim is that under Trump there was a, a year there where the United States was oil independent. That does not mean that 100% of your oil comes from the United States. The only thing that means is that you're selling more oil than you're importing. So you're exporting you're exporting yeah. oil beyond what you are importing. You're still getting oil from Saudi Arabia. You're still getting oil from uh, at the time from Russia. It just means but that you are exporting more than you're actually taking in. Yeah, your products. You're selling, making those refined all those different oil products and right. selling them overseas. I've got more money coming in from that than we're spending on foreign oil. That maybe that makes us oil independent. Yeah, some people think when when you, when they heard the word oil independence, they're like, "Oh, we didn't need any Saudi Arabia oil. We didn't need any open." No, that's not true. We we still we still needed that, or our country would come to a screeching halt. Thanks for the call, Gordon. Appreciate the thoughts. Two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred pound six seventy on your Verizon wireless. Uh, somebody just wrote in, and I would like an answer to this too. I'm very curious. And I know this is off subject, except for the fact that you can get oil out of out of this particular product. Is anybody here in Idaho growing hemp? I would love to hear how profitable it is. And I know this was a big thing. What three years ago in the Idaho legislature, where we're we're the last state to you know approve hemp for agriculture because they were afraid that it was the gateway um. to alfalfa. Is anybody, if you're listening right now, are you growing hemp and are you making money at it? Last thing I saw was from the uh, Idaho Farm Bureau Federation, and they said that uh, there were a handful of farmers who are are growing it, and it's it's somewhere in the neighborhood of like eight to nine hundred acres is all in the entire state. If you're listening and you're growing it, love to hear from you. Need to take a break. More news after news next. Day from ten to one. It's Dan Bongino. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris live and local on News Talk KBOI. Sixty-seven degrees in downtown Boise. It is nine oh five. Stock market not doing well after not doing well yesterday. Not off to a good start. Down one hundred and seventy-seven points as of uh, right now. Some of the things we were talking about uh, this morning. It's kind of interesting. We're talking about electric vehicles. Do we have that from the uh, news story there? Let's see. Let's see if we have this. We tried to pull this 
uh, on the go. This is a test to see just how good our... Centers for Disease Control and Prevention last week gave the Idaho Department of Health and Welfare about $2 million to prevent drug over... And the other in Nampa next Saturday, September 16th. That was, that was the one we want. The this, was a, this was a test to see how good our, our new producer is, if he could pull this out on the fly. So it was me saying, hey, can you pull this out in the next 20 seconds? to uh, be ready to play since we're talking electronic vehicles electric vehicles not electronic electric vehicles do we have it now all right here it is the take a listen will feature electric vehicles from several manufacturers including tesla ford kia and others an event will be held in pocatello this saturday and the other in nampa next saturday september 16th both events take place between 10 a.m and 4 p.m you can register to drive an ev and learn more about the electric car guest drives at idahopower.com and participants will receive an email confirming their scheduled drive time guests interested in only viewing the evs and the displays do not need to pre-register ron o'brien kboi news nice job that's our new producer pulling that out on the poll that was a, a n- part of our news just a few minutes ago okay so the so it's idaho power idaho those sons of bitches and they would like people to well, they want people to use more electricity, I guess. They want they want to give you a chance to try an electric vehicle. Right. I, if you, I don't think there is any more proof in the world that Idaho Power is a member of the WEF than that right there, allowing you, if you want, to try out electric vehicle for free. What's WEF in this case? World Electrical, folks? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody is forcing you, by the way. Um, this... by. Email in at mike at kboi.com. Just a quick, for your information for Chris, apparently this is for both of us because it says, if the two of you decide to tell your listeners not to purchase electric vehicles, no, I wouldn't say the WEF's agenda had changed. I would most definitely claim you've grown in wisdom. I'm not anti-electric car, by the way, just tired of global elites and big tech sorts telling us how to live our lives. Newest example, Bill Gates wants to harvest 70 million acres of trees and then bury them to save the planet. And you say, unaffordable housing and wood products. WEF agenda again. All right. I, I don't know who your name you is. Know, I wish lot, you would put your name on this that, so when I call you out, I can call you an idiot by name. A lot of that really could be a coincidence, by the way. If we just happen to say the same thing as the World Economic Forum, um, it, it doesn't mean that we're members. But here's the other thing. I have never told anybody that they should get electric vehicles. I've never said, oh, you're, you're stupid if you don't think electric vehicles are the best thing you know, since sliced ice cream. Um, if you, I, I'll say the same thing about electric vehicles that I said about the vaccine. You do you. If you want to do it, get it. If you don't want to do it, don't get it. You have freedom of choice. Now, the thing about <laughs> the Bill Gates thing, you need to do a little research before you say stupid stuff. Bill Gates does not want to harvest 70 million acres of trees and bury them to save the planet. Bill Gates wants to... Take trees that are dead or have burned in a forest fire or have died naturally and bury them to save them from decomposing so quickly, which causes carbon dioxide to go into the air. He doesn't want to harvest 70 million acres of great green trees because, as any idiot knows, trees breathe in carbon dioxide, and release oxygen. However, when they decompose, they're done breathing in 
carbon dioxide and releasing oxygen, what they do is they decompose and they release more carbon dioxide into the air. Okay. So, I mean, if you're going to be against the WEF agenda, maybe know a little bit about the WEF agenda and the and the facts. Stephen Boise, good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Good morning. What's up, Steve? You know, this missile electric car thing, I don't know if you guys realize this, but it, it's like a, a redundant system. And, uh, you know, we're, we're building an infrastructure where we already have one in place, and now we're going to have two infrastructures we have to support. And I don't know if you remember, but back in the 60s and 70s, and actually earlier than that, Idaho Power was sponsoring all kinds of electric things to get you to use electric. And then everybody went to an all-electric house. Well, not everybody, but then they decided that they couldn't, they couldn't uh, provide that much electricity uh, to support all these electric houses. So everybody then started getting onto the gas thing. Even my neighbor was working for Idaho Power at the time, and he converted the gas. And so I asked him what the deal was. And he says, well, electricity is just too expensive. And they have a three-tiered system where if you only use a little, it's a lower rate. It's like the progressive tax. The higher, the more you use, the higher your bill's going to go. And, you know, it just doesn't make sense to me that we keep trying to improve the wheel. The wheel's already here. And, you know, it's it's not a big deal. And I'm with you, Mike. If you want electric, go that way. But you're going to have a lot of issues and problems, and they're not presenting the whole cost factor to you when they present this program. And, you know... Honesty is the best policy, and if you can give an electric car that will be less money uh, per mile, per total cost, per the infrastructure, then I'd say go for it. But it, it's, not, it's not even competitive yet, and it, I don't think it will be, quite frankly. Because I, I remember that. Has to be I remember that push for the all-electric homes. You remember those medallions they used to give out? Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean, oh, yeah. you still every now and then you can still run into a house that has one of those medallions on the front door saying it's, it's an all electric house, yeah. Yeah, we had one and we pulled it off. <laughs> there were, there were a lot of them in the 70s. Question for you and I don't my personal opinion is that this isn't going to happen in any of our lifetimes including yours, Steve, and I don't even know how old you are. But do you think that oh. there's going to be a point where we do run out of oil and natural gas? I mean, is it finite or is there? Is it always going to be there? And I say this because I also believe that the things that it takes to make an electric vehicle battery are also finite and not always going to be there. And probably, in my opinion, I think there's less of that available than there is of oil and gas. I, I don't think in the future, and, and maybe long past what you and I pass away and... Um, Bill Gates buries us so we don't decompose very quickly and cause carbon dioxide in the air. Um, I, I have a funny feeling that I don't think electric vehicles or gas-powered vehicles somewhere in the distant future won't even be the choice anymore. Either one. Well, and I think you're probably right, but, you know, that's not going to be in our lifetimes. I don't think it's going to be in our grandkids' lifetimes. I don't think... I think you're talking, you know, maybe 500, 600 years. Oh, well, we don't need to worry about that because by then the world will be over anyway. So, 
Well, and that's the thing. You know, they keep coming up with all these uh, crazy ideas. You know, the world's going to end in 12 years. Okay, 12 years is up. You know, then it was 20 years. Or first it was, uh, you know, by uh, such and such a date. We passed that date, and they keep saying it's going to come to an end. Well, we're all going to come to an end. It, we just don't know when it is. Any living thing, I, the Earth is going to outlive all of us. I don't. I. I don't question that at all. But uh, yeah, it, it's interesting. You know, we have to get from place to place, and you have to have an economy to make things work. And you know, we've built the greatest economy the world's ever seen in this country. And uh, you know, the whole world wants to come here uh, to be a part of it. But I don't know. It, it's just strange that we have to go through all these aberrations and, and, you know, you get a partial picture and you think, oh, yeah, I'm going to save the planet. No, you're not. Uh, you know, these shouldn't be based on fear. You know, anything. Uh, thank you for the call and the thought, Steve, uh, before we go to break here. You know, I, I, wish, I wish we could go back and there was social media around the turn of the century, not this last century, the century before. In 1900. Yeah. Um, there see, was, but it was just a lot of shouting. To see what the arguments were back then and how much division there were um, between horse and carriage and horses and the new vehicles being made. Because mm-hmm. I guarantee that there was a lot of division in this country when it came to, oh, you know, get those damn horseless, gas-powered vehicles out of the way. Horseless carriages. Yeah. Um I'm wondering if it was near as much as it is today with with seeing the changes in technology here over a hundred years later. I don't know. I just I'm wondering. I wish there was some social media that had taken place know. back then to to get an well, idea. I mean it's a little bit like now in that the people who are busy scraping up a you know, a living don't have time to think about it. 208-336-3700, pound six seventy on your Verizon Wireless. Uh we'll take a break. Stay right where you're at if you're on the line. Uh, Mike, Mark, Paul, stay right where you're at. I promise we'll get to you coming up after this. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. If you want to email us, you can email Chris at KBOI.com, Mike at KBOI.com. Um, text message in, no name, says uh, gas cars were a clear improvement over horses and carriages. EVs are less efficient by definition because you have to generate the power outside the car and charge the batteries instead of putting the fuel into the vehicles and burning it at the point of use. It's called conservation of energy. You guys are such midwit shills, it's unreal. All right, so once again, let's go back over 100 years ago. What kind of shills? Midwit. Midwit. I don't know if that's what they meant, midwit or nitwit, but... um, Midwit's probably like halfwit. When the first gas vehicles came out... They were not a clear improvement over horses and carriages. You can say that now, but the first vehicles always broke down. Mm-hmm. The first vehicles, if you, you know, another vehicle backed up into you, it didn't get out of the way. The other vehicle hit you. If you backed up into a, a horse, a horse would get out of the way. Horses didn't break down. Now, they, they may get injured or whatnot, but you, you can look back now and say, okay, at this point, vehicles are much more efficient than horses. But it, when, when vehicles first started coming out, they were not. Now, so, they have, now they have more horsepower. They do. So I don't know, you know who's the midwit here, us or you. 
I've never even heard that term before. I had never heard that term until now either. You midwit. Uh, Mike, Horseshoe Ben, good morning here on News Talk KBOI. Good morning, gentlemen. So, uh, as far as electric cars go, they give a range, but if you use the electric heater or the electric air conditioning or go over mountains, uh, the range drops, you know, 20 to 25% on those vehicles. Now, it's 400 miles from Boise to Reno or from Boise to Portland, and there's very few of those vehicles that can make it that far. And as a point, I saw a guy in Burley one time that was coming from Salt Lake to Boise in a Tesla. He had a Honda generator in the trunk of his vehicle and had a power cord duct taped to the side of the vehicle. I said, why are you... Why do you have that generator there? He said, well, I'm an attorney, and I have an appointment in Boise, and I don't have enough range to get from Salt Lake to Boise unless I have the power and I can't afford two, three hours to stop and charge it up. So, you know, uh, what they say as far as range is not quite accurate. I mean, they paint a rosy, rosy picture of a big feast they're going to give you and then give you a bologna sandwich when you get there. (laughs) That guy sounds like he was a cross between Elon Musk and Jed Clampett. Mike, if well, if, if uh, an electric vehicle, if all electric vehicles guaranteed a minimum of 600 miles, this is just an opinion, I'm just curious, would it change your mind about purchasing an electric vehicle? Uh, no, not really. Okay. You know, they, they, where, where, the, where they can catch fire for whatever reason, and there's been instances where... There's been electric vehicles on a car carrier, on a truck, and they just spontaneously combusted and and burned. I think they're a hazard, you know. Uh, I was in the car business for 31 years, and I just do not think that it's totally the the answer to everything unless you maybe live in North Boise and want to impress everybody that you have an electric car. I think that's kind of a big, you know, the cachet of it is just to be... uh, so you can tell everybody how wonderful and, and uh, you know, you are for the ecology of the world. So you can be smug. <laughs> I will. Exactly. Th- thank okay. you, Mike. Um, I will say it's more than just North Boise because I live in Nampa and I see, every day I see electric vehicles on the road. So And you're smug. And it's not just people who live in North Boise. Yeah. Who are driving the electric vehicles. Uh, Mark in Ontario listening on 93.1 FM. Good morning to you. Morning, morning. Uh, I wrote a letter to Tesla uh, about 40 years ago, not 20 years ago, when they first came out with those Tesla cars, thinking, telling them, why don't they make the body a whole cell, s- solar cell so that um, it's always charging in the sun, I guess. But um, I haven't seen anything like that. I don't know if it's feasible, but it sounded like it would be a good idea. Just make the whole body a solar cell. I also want to say that the other day I was uh, listening to your radio station and it was a couple of other guys on the station. I think it was a uh, Memorial Day. Yeah, we don't recommend uh, I was that. Hoping, I was hoping that uh, if that wasn't true, that it was going to be like that forever. I really enjoy listening to you. And I've heard those other tackling guys before. And, uh, well, well so thank you. And, and we, we just took here. Labor Day off. That, that was it. We were coming back. Oh, Labor Day. I mean, Labor Day, yeah. But uh, 
Uh, the other thing I was going to say was that there's a lot of news uh, dividing people and uh, to this group or that group, and I was thinking maybe there should be one of these days some good news that we unite all of us together. And uh, I don't know. We, we have some of that for you this morning. Mark, would you like to hear it? Sure. NFL football returns tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> now you talk. There you go. Now that's that should reunite you. Thank you for the thank. Yeah. Thank you for the call, Mark. Appreciate it. Two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred pound six seventy nine. Now you've divided the world into people who like football <laughs> and people who don't. Well, uh, when I, I I divided the people into people who like football and the other idiots. You know, the NFL is just part of the WEF. <gasps> you know how I know. Because they use the same alphabet for their initials. Chris Walton, go to the corner and think about what you have said. Can I do something else while I'm there? No, just go to the corner. Okay, okay spank yourself and think about what you've said. Okay. 208-336-3700. Appreciate your permission. Pound 670 and Verizon Wireless. We'll take a break. More on the way. If you're on the phone line, stay right where you're at. I promise we'll get to you after news. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. If you want to email us, you can email Chris at KBOI.com, Mike at KBOI.com. Um, text message in, no name, says uh, gas cars were a clear improvement over horses and carriages. EVs are less efficient by definition because you have to generate the power outside the car and charge the batteries instead of putting the fuel into the vehicles and burning it at the point of use. It's called cons- conservation of energy. You guys are such midwit shills, it's unreal. All right, so once again, let's go back over 100 years ago. What kind of shills? Midwit. Midwit. I don't know if that's what they meant, midwit or nitwit, but... Um, Midwit's probably like halfwit. When the first gas vehicles came out... They were not a clear improvement over horses and carriages. You can say that now, but the first vehicles always broke down. Mm-hmm. The first vehicles, if you, you know, another vehicle backed up into you, it didn't get out of the way. The other vehicle hit you. If you backed up into a, a horse, a horse would get out of the way. Horses didn't break down. Now, they, they may get injured or whatnot, but you, you can look back now and say, okay, at this point, vehicles are much more efficient than horses. But it, when, when vehicles first started coming out, they were not. Now, so, they have, now they have more horsepower. They do. So I don't know, you know who's the midwit here, us or you. I've never even heard that term before. I had never heard that term until now either. You midwit. Uh, Mike. Horseshoe Ben, good morning here on News Talk KBOI. Good morning, gentlemen. So, uh, as far as electric cars go, they give a range, but if you use the electric heater or the electric air conditioning or go over mountains, uh, the range drops, you know, 20 to 25% on those vehicles. Now, it's 400 miles from Boise to Reno or from Boise to Portland. And there's very few of those vehicles that can make it that far. And as a point, I saw a guy in Burley one time that was coming from Salt Lake to Boise in a Tesla. He had a Honda generator in the trunk of his vehicle and had a power cord duct taped to the side of the vehicle. I said, why are you, why do you have that generator there? He said, well, I'm an attorney and I have an appointment in Boise and I don't have enough range to get from Salt Lake to Boise 
unless I have the power and I can't afford two, three hours to stop and charge it up. So, you know, uh, what they say as far as range is not quite accurate. I mean, they paint a rosy, rosy picture of a big feast they're going to give you and then give you a bologna sandwich when you get there. (laughs) That guy sounds like he was a cross between Elon Musk and Jed Clampett. Mike, if well, if, if uh, an electric vehicle, if all electric vehicles guaranteed a minimum of 600 miles, this is just an opinion, I'm just curious, would it change your mind about purchasing an electric vehicle? Uh, no, not really. Okay. You know, they, they, where, where, the, where they can catch fire for whatever reason, and there's been instances where... There's been electric vehicles on a car carrier, on a truck, and they just spontaneously combusted and and burned. I think they're a hazard, you know. Uh, I was in the car business for 31 years, and I just do not think that it's totally the the answer to everything unless you maybe live in North Boise and want to impress everybody that you have an electric car. I think that's kind of a big, you know, the cachet of it is just to be... uh, so you can tell everybody how wonderful and, and uh, you know, you are for the ecology of the world. So you can be smug. <laughs> I will. Exactly. Th- thank okay. you, Mike. Um, I will say it's more than just North Boise because I live in Nampa and I see, every day I see electric vehicles on the road. So And you're smug. And it, it's not just people who live in North Boise. Yeah who are driving the electric vehicles. Uh, Mark in Ontario, listening on 93.1 FM, good morning to you. Hi, good morning. Uh, I wrote a letter to Tesla uh, about 40 years ago, 20 years ago when they first came out with those Tesla cars, thinking, telling them, why don't they make the body a whole cell, solar cell so that um, it's always charging in the sun, I guess, but... Um, I haven't seen anything like that. I don't know if it's feasible, but it sounds like it would be a good idea. Just make the whole body a solar cell. I also want to say that the other day I was uh, listening to your radio station, and it was a couple other guys on the station. I think it was uh, Memorial Day. Yeah, we don't recommend uh, I was that. Hoping, I was hoping that uh, it, that wasn't true, that it was going to be like that forever. I really enjoy listening to you, and I've heard those other tackling guys before. And, uh, well, well, thank you. And, and we we just took Labor Day off. That that was it. We were coming back. Oh, Labor Day. I mean, Labor Day. Yeah. But uh, uh, the other thing I was going to say was that there's a lot of news uh, dividing people, and uh, to this group or that group. And I was thinking maybe there should be one of these days some good news that will unite all of us together. And uh, I don't know. We we have some of that for you this morning, Mark. Would you like to hear it? Sure. NFL football returns tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Now that's that should reunite you. Thank you for the thank. Yeah. Thank you for the call, Mark. Appreciate it. Two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred pound six seventy nine. Now you've divided wireless. the world into people who like football <laughs> and people who don't. Well, uh, when I, I I divided the people into people who like football and the other idiots. You know, the NFL is just part of the WEF. <gasps> you know how I know. Because they use the same alphabet for their initials. Chris Walton, go to the corner and think about what you have said. Can I do something else while I'm there? No, just go to the corner. Okay.
Okay, spank yourself and think about what you've said. Okay. 208-336-3700. Appreciate your permission. Pound 670 in Verizon Wireless. We'll take a break. More on the way. If you're on the phone line, stay right where you're at. I promise we'll get to you after news. Get 670 KBOI on Alexa. First say, Alexa, enable the 670 KBOI skill. Then when you want to listen, say, Alexa, open 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KBOI. Final couple of uh, segments coming up if you want to uh, get in. We do have a couple of lines open right now at 208-336-3700. Pound 670 and Verizon Wireless, 1-800-529-5264. If you want to get through, if you want to email, you can email Mike at KBOI.com or Chris at KBOI.com. Uh, reminder, once again, be listening in the show after hours, Dan Bongino show. There will be a cute text uh, coming up later in his show around the noon hour today for your chance to get your Bronco tickets. We'll have tickets for you coming up tomorrow morning again. But if you want to win those tickets, your next chance to win will be coming up 12 noon. Uh, start listening right about then, and uh, you'll hear that cue to text and then text in. And one lucky person will get a pair of tickets to the opening uh, game this weekend on the blue against UCF. I have got an instant message from Anti Boomer who says callers this morning obviously don't own or have even been in an electric vehicle. A power cord hanging from a Tesla. Ha! I'd do that just to mess with peeps. We own two Teslas. Love them. Easy to charge with the right equipment. Power bill stayed about the same. Fun to drive. Visiting daughter in Seattle is not the Oregon Trail Trek callers think it is. No dying of dysentery. You don't like it? Don't buy one. Take your baby aspirin and calm down. They aren't for you. Retire and let younger generation take the wheel. <laughs> okay, that's not a bad idea. Besides, people with dysentery uh, don't go in uh, wagons anymore. They're, apparently, they're on planes now. <laughs> Gary from Nampa writes in a text message, 208-336-3700. In the 1900s, there was a total of 10 miles of paved roads in the United States. A horse was an ATV back then, which <laughs> made it uh, preferable to an automobile. I like that. Look, even I asked a question earlier this morning if there was conversations of hate and vitriol and division going on between people who didn't want to see uh, new vehicles on the road mm-hmm. along with their horse and carriages and new vehicles going, we need to get these horses on the, off the road because they've got you know horse pies and road nuggets all over everywhere. And I guess we've kind of answered that question this morning with just some of the emails that we've received um, 120 some odd years later. I'm going to take my electric car to the old town road. <laughs> Nick and Boise, That's thanks for being patient. Be Listening on 670 AM, uh, you're on News Talk KBOI. Good morning to you. Good morning. Thank you for taking my call. I just wanted to say something about the repairs of the electric cars. I I have a firsthand knowledge of a girlfriend of mine uh, scratched her uh, car, her, her EV, and it was a, if it was a regular car, it would have been about a fourteen hundred dollar repair. And the estimate on the car to repair it was six thousand dollars. And the insurance company and the dealer told her that there was only one or two shops in Boise that was certified to repair the car so her warranty would not get voided if anybody ever tried to repair it besides the certified shop. 
the um, warranty would be the warranty would be voided on now, it. Now, what exactly was scratched? Did it just need some body work? Yes, the quarter panel. The quarter panel was scratched. It had a so just about, just the quarter panel, and it was six thousand dollars. And it six thousand dollars, and not only that, it took her three months to get it to the wow. to the shop that was certified to repair it. And and that's a true story. She just got it repaired about two months ago. And she got it damaged sometime in February. Interesting. So that just it, and it's uh, people can research it, but only a couple shops in Boise are qualified to repair it to keep the warranty. Well, it's just crazy but, that but, I mean it, it has nothing to do with the electronics, and yet you're forced to use a company that only repairs electric vehicles or whatever it is, a Tesla or whatever, even for things as simple as cosmetic damage. That's that's amazing. Thank you for the call. Appreciate it. Rico says, eventually we are going to have to face the truth. If we want to save the, the planet, thus our lives, we must return to the Flintstone mobile. It is our only hope. Uh, Greta Thunberg uh, concurs. Well, you, you, can, you can go to the Flintstone mobile, but you can't go to the Flintstones because the WEF is against eating meat, and you know the Flintstones love brontosaurus burgers. Well. And plus the, I don't that, know how easy those are to that, get anymore. That big thing of ribs that you know makes the car fall over. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, we talked a little bit about electric vehicles this morning. What are your thoughts on electric drivers? The Public Utility Commission has allowed two companies, Google's Waymo and General Motors Cruise, to legally transport riders in limited areas. Both companies let us try them in what some are calling robo-taxis. Riding with no driver, though, was a real trip. Passengers in the back, nobody in the front. I try Waymo and Cruise, the two newly street-legal robo-taxi services in San Francisco. Waymo is first. Ordering one is just like using a rideshare app. My destination, and wait. A car appears without a human anywhere inside. The car navigates the parking lot, a tricky intersection. Proceeding on Marina Boulevard. And then that motorcycle just cut right in front of us, and I handled it pretty well. Our trip is relatively uneventful. Hey, you're here. Now the cruise app. Request ride. Okay. Things start without incident. Then we come to a busy intersection, and as we turn, a man steps into the street, seemingly without looking. Whoa! It was an abrupt stop and jarring for me as a rider. But when we talked to Cruz, they say their cameras were tracking the man the whole time, that he was never in front of the car, and the car acted as it's programmed to, veering left to keep a safe distance from the pedestrian. While the cruise car successfully navigated that situation, there have been safety issues with cars from both companies. Trucks, ambulances, and then police cars, and all that. And most recently, there was a cruise car that got stuck in wet cement on the road. And San Francisco has asked Cruz to reduce the number of its cars on the streets as they work on the technology. And the rest of my cruise trip is fine. Speed of the car in the neighborhood seems really appropriate. No California stops, a full and complete stop every time. Turn signals, always going on. Almost there. We've arrived. I made it. Both companies focused on safety. So we're going straight from electric vehicles to electric drivers. By the way, am I wrong? Didn't she basically describe uh, a mullet in the vehicles? Business in the in the uh, front, party in the back. <laughs> 
Kind of, yeah. <laughs> Would you, as much as I hate, for the most part, driving, especially long distances, mm-hmm. um, I'm in a vehicle, and I, like an hour in, I'm like, all right, let me go to sleep. Here, Tracy, you drive. I'm tired. Taking a nap would be on. I don't. Could you get into a vehicle without a driver? Personally, if you had the choice, I know. I've done that, but it wasn't moving, so there was no problem. I'm just curious over the last uh, little segment here that we have of the show 208 336 3700. This isn't going away, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, this, is, this is going to be something. You know, whether it's the next 10 years, 20 years, 30 years down the road, you're going to see a lot, and maybe not just driverless cars. What about driverless airplanes? Would you get into a vehicle right now? I mean, you saw this this woman took the ride, and it went perfectly great. Would you personally get into a vehicle right now that didn't have a driver? A, a, a robo-taxi, as they're calling it. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go with no. I don't think I. I don't I, I think just, I, I do not believe I would feel particularly comfortable doing that. I don't trust technology. I don't trust things like my satellite television now, for crying out loud. To be fair, there are a lot of people I wouldn't ride with either. The crazy part is, and, and this hasn't been going on long enough to have you know testing done. I don't think. For the most part, driverless vehicles, probably more safe than vehicles, as you mentioned, because this came to my mind when you mentioned there are people who I wouldn't get in their car with. You don't have to worry about a driverless vehicle ever texting and driving, right? Ever eating spaghetti while they're driving or a taco while they're driving. Their one job is to drive and make sure you don't get in an accident. I just I, I I don't know if I could do it. I don't know if I could get in and go, "Hey, I'm I'm drunk. Take me home." <laughs> what would the excuse be? Uh, I'm sorry, I hit that guy. I was recalculating at the time. I guess the, the good point would be if you're just a passenger in the vehicle and you get into an accident, it's not your fault, right? Yeah, even if you're dead. 208-336-3700 pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Um you're on News Talk KBOI. First of first off, would you get into a driverless vehicle? Probably. You would. No pro- no problem with it whatsoever. No. Okay. I'm calling about the lithium battery technology. I've been in the car business forever and uh there's going to be a new battery that's developed by Toyota Solid State they're going to be out by 2026. I think that all these current hybrids and electric cars are going to be obsolete in less than two years. So before I'd go spend $60,000 on one, I would look into that. And then also, you can't write off these companies like Chevron, so on and so forth. Their Porsche is coming up with what's called clean fuel. They don't want to get rid of the combustion engines. I think that the oil companies could come up with a zero emissions fuel for the cars that we have with the infrastructure that we already have. 
And that's all I called in to say today. Do me, right. do me a favor, since you said you've been in the car industry for a long time. Um, can you give our listeners uh, what the uh, simple terms here, main differences between a solid-state battery that you said is probably going to be here by 2026? Is that what you said? And, uh, it's, it's here now. Okay, but I mean it's in mass in, in mass production. What's the difference yes. between a solid-state battery and why is it better than a lithium-ion battery? Much smaller has a way better fuel range uh, right now, so it's, you're not going to need as many of them right now. You have to put special tires on electric cars to handle the additional weight. And also, they don't heat up the same way. They won't be as affected by the temperature. So on a lithium battery, when it's cold, you don't get the fuel economy that they say you're going to get. Well, you have to go get the same rare materials to build the battery or will they be more readily available uh, they should be more readily available you can see this stuff online if you go to like toyota and uh the solid state battery technology i've talked to some of the engineers from the manufacturers they know this is coming they have all these cars now. Wait, wait, wait. Them, you know? If they yeah. know this is coming, why isn't the federal government tell us this is coming so we stop buying electric vehicles with the lithium-ion batteries right now? Well, because that would hurt the economy. <sighs> I it's all up. about money. I give up. It's all about, it's all about money, man. Thank you for the call. Appreciate the thoughts. Anti-boomer again. Says my friend stories make me laugh. My friend stories. Uh, yes, repairs, accidents are spendy, but if you own a Rolex, same issue. Not anyone can fix it. Not anyone is allowed. You can't just run into the local Napa or your neighbor who does auto body on the side. We used to own a 2022 Jeep Renegade. The AC went out and the whole electric panel had to be replaced. That wasn't cheap either. Again, if it's not for you, don't buy one. There's a difference, uh, and I, I get what the point you're kind of trying to make. Huge difference between a Rolex and a, a electric vehicle. Uh, the difference Especially if is you want to get somewhere. when you buy a Rolex, you pay say a hundred thousand dollars for your Rolex. That Rolex in twenty years is going to be worth more than a hundred thousand dollars. You pay a hundred thousand dollars for a Tesla Model X. Um, in twenty years, that vehicle is going to be close to worthless. Completely different. So uh, one one is an investment that you take care of, and that's the reason why you spend that kind of money. Yeah. Um, when it comes to taking care of it, people that you know just buy a Timex twenty dollar watch don't care whether or not that thing is useless in five years because it only cost them twenty dollars as opposed to a hundred thousand. Two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred pound six seventy. On your Verizon Wireless. One more segment on the way. Ben Shapiro this afternoon at 1. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Nine fifty three two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Uh, great conversation this morning. Uh, it's good every uh, year or so to do conversation on electric vehicles because you do learn things new like the no idea about the solid state battery that's being developed now to replace the electric battery um the ion what is it the uh, electric ion battery 
No idea until this morning. We had the uh, person who worked in the uh, car industry call in and explain that. Tony in Boise, listening on 670 uh, AM, would you get into a driverless car? Uh, we'll call it the mullet car. Party in the back, business in the front. Hi. Hi. Would you get, Hi. Would you get into a driverless vehicle? No. And the reason is this. Um, it'll be a long time before driverless cars can even come close to human discernment. I, I don't uh, did you case. did you hear the the little thing that we had from a reporter that took a ride in San Francisco? It doesn't sound like it's a long ways away. Uh, well, let me give you a case in point. Um, two guys having a conversation on a sidewalk happened to be next to a pedestrian crossing. Right, but on the sidewalk, just talking. The car sees the pedestrian crossing, sees these two guys at the head of it, and stops. And then stays there forever because the guys just keep talking until they go away. In other words, the car can't tell if they're just a couple of guys having a conversation or whether they're going to cross the street. You know, so it'll be a long time before they've developed uh, enough for uh, to match human discernment. Before you would get into a vehicle. Yeah, because they just can't, uh, you know, that's the way it is. you know, that's what I'm. I'm curious about that too. Would they avoid running over like a small pet, or would that be too small for them to detect? That's a good question. I mean, they they had the person that they avoided um, from stepping out in front of the car. Um, I, I don't. When you say small pet, are you talking a dog or a squirrel? Because you know, if I see a squirrel, my car um, right now, my driver, your, my driver car that has a driver in it doesn't avoid <laughs> squirrels. Your dog, my dog. Yeah, that that's a good question. And my dog is just a very little bit bigger than a squirrel. Than a squirrel. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for the phone calls and emails. Great conversation today. Uh, appreciate it. Um, we're done for the day. Tomorrow morning, more Boise State tickets. If you want Boise State tickets today, listen, Dan Mongino around noon. Text.